what is up youtube fight family i'm here with the amazing ufc former fighter claudia Gadella. um i appreciate you for coming on but first things first please explain to the audience who you are um how'd you get into the sport of uh female um mma all right hi everybody i'm uh, happy to be here i'm trying to you know get to talk to people a little more about my life because i feel like I've done a lot for the sport and um, now I recently retired from MMA and I feel like um, I'm gonna, I, I want to help so many people out there that are dreaming to get in the UFC one day or you know, but, uh, striving to do great things in life. Um, so I'm from Brazil, so I was born in the northeast of Brazil in a very small town close to the Amazon area. Um, Grew up in a traditional family, didn't have a lot of opportunities growing up, and I always talk about this, like being poor in Brazil, it's way different than being poor in America. So um, my life was tough growing up, um, didn't have opportunities, like I said, and uh, I found um, in Jiu-Jitsu a way out of something. I was like, okay, and I think um, by doing this, I can get somewhere in life. So I decided to invest my time and, you know, and put a lot of effort into BJJ first, competed a lot of jiu-jitsu from like 13 to like 21 years old. Um, I was uh, the first black belt in the Novo Union history. Novo Union was the team that um, brought up Jose Aldo, Hernan Barrao, and a bunch of other UFC fighters that had a really good career in the UFC. Um, I was there with them for like 10 years. That's where I kind of like learned martial arts. Um, and um, I'm talking about when uh, women was not in the UFC, right? And it was even like hard to find girls to compete in jiu-jitsu. And imagine, can you imagine in MMA it was like super, super hard, but I was like one of the first ones doing this and um, was tough, you know, like first to do something out of fighting. And then when I started like training and fighting was hard because it was a girl in a time where girls were not doing really good in, in, in Jiu Jitsu and MMA. So I went through some struggles, but that's what life is about. Um, made it to the UFC in the age of 24 competed in the UFC for eight years and just retired back in December. Now I work here in the UFC. Um, I am directing the athlete development with Forrest Griffin. And uh, it's amazing to share my experience with everybody and kind of like um, see fighters going through so many things that I went through and being able like to help them. It's, it's really like what's driving me in life right now. Honestly, that is like the best thing that you have said because um, I've been watching you since I was in um, high school. Um, I, I uh, started um, watching UFC, I think, around like early 2000s. And I believe you joined the UFC, correct me if I'm wrong, from what the 2008, like, you know, time frame, right? Yeah, so I started fighting MMA in 2008, um, but I, I didn't get to the UFC until 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, so 
as far as your development goes um how hard was it for you to even get those type of big you know tv offers to get um like you know to get to the level that you got to inside the ufc and um how much progression do you think female mma has grown ever since you know that oh, time frame that's a really good question um it was very challenging for me like i said you know i'm a pioneer in the sport and um like girls come in today and they already like have kind of like a blueprint of what it takes to step on that octagon i didn't have that you know and um the way i used to train mma was just like go to the gym and get the shit out of each other and then that's the way you get ready right that's the way i thought you know we taught it was um the blueprint to to step into the octagon and fight but um, I don't feel like it is, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I retired in, in my early 30s. Um, I have, I still have like the mindset and I, I like I go to the gym and train and um, I do really good against everybody. But like, I just don't want to go through what I've been through to, you know, step in that octagon. It's, it's so hard and also like all the injuries are like, you know, the damage my body took for so many years without knowing what I was doing kind of like paid off and um, I decided just to you know um, get what I learned you know use my experience to help other people um, it was like very very rough in the beginning you know and uh, like fighting it's not comfortable you know stepping in octagon and that's not comfortable you know I know I don't believe in fighters that say they they love to step in there and fight yeah i love to step in there and compete but like fighting it's not a comfortable like situation so like um it's most of all it's like how much you're willing to go through that stuff for a long long period of time i feel like i used fighting as an opportunity to do other things in life yeah i fought for the title i coached the ultimate fighter i i won so many fights but like how much more damage I was gonna take to my body, you know. So um, I had a really bad concussion last year, and that's what kind of led me to decide to retire and do other things. Yeah, I definitely see your point of view because uh, compare that to boxing. Um, I would say MMA is probably like the most dangerous sport. You know, a little bit higher as far as like, the scale of, of taking damage and. Um, I think as far as just as, you know, what the financial ramifications that you have to go through just to get into that fight and, you know, hopefully, you know, you come back in um, one piece, uh, that's a lot harder to, you know, take that longer um, recovery process and actually, you know, get like your mind back into, you know, um, wanting to fight. But um, as far as for what you've done in the sport, you've done a lot of great things to you know, put female MMA on that, you know, high display uh, because like, you know, not a lot of females, you know, wanted to take that risk to be fighting those high level opposition names so that we're on the come up. And um, I don't know if you can, you know, agree with me, but do you think women like Ronda Rousey brought that, you know, spark to female MMA through the UFC uh, and you um, included to make that branding a lot more popular for the sport? Definitely. You know, uh, like hats off to Ronda Rousey because um, before her, I remember like being in the gym training just as hard as the guys and 
not knowing was what was gonna be for us, right? We had an idea that might could have happened, but like then I have sat in the past. Um, no, like we will never have women in the UFC, and then um, we were like a little, like not a lot of us, but some of us were still believing that was gonna happen. So like, but we were not sure. And then when Ronda Rousey started like doing her thing and you know like showing more of the entertaining side of the, of MMA and you know showing her beauty and also like going stepping the octagon and, and, and beating a lot of people really fast, the UFC was like, okay, let's see what they are about. And she, so she opened the doors for us to come in and kind of like show what we do, and then also not only open the doors for us to come in but also to in, like it was more like I, I would say an investment in, in women's MMA because then we started like uh, training more fighting more and making more money to be able to go to, back to the gym investing ourselves and get better you know and that's how MMA evolved right and like fighters go back to the gym and rethink and like um, reformulate everything and invest money in their career you know that's when their sport grows that's when fighters grow and um, that's what uh, Ronda Rousey did so has off for Ronda yeah because the reason why that I said that is because like I think like you know you have to take that sacrifice just to put yourself on the map and compare that to like compare that to female boxing with you know women like you know like uh, Clarissa Shields, um, Amanda Serrano, uh, Katie Taylor. Though like you know those type of like you know those type of females had like you know had to take that risk just to put themselves on a higher stage. And um, I felt like you know compare that to you know to um, your background and how you got into the sport. Uh, that's what made women grow more to that higher stage. And um, I feel like sooner than later in the future, that's where you know like the marketability will start to skyrocket a bit more. So that way, you know the um, market um, innovations can start benefiting those females that are starting to get into the sport. Yeah, like we were definitely, definitely, definitely taking risks. Um, you know, like my first MMA fight was back in 2008, and. Um, I made seventy dollars, like seven zero, you know. So I was like what? risking my life, yeah. Like oh I was my risking God. my life for nothing, you know. Wow. Um, and I like I don't even want to talk about you know my first like four fights that I made no money. It was it was just like experience, you know, and trying to get into the sport and taking the risk, like you said, you know, to be where I am today. But I believed it in the process. You know, and I took the risk, I took the damage, you know, and I did everything it, it, it needed to, I needed to take to do in order to get here today. So like, looking back, you know, I didn't grow up in, in, in a good environment. I didn't grow up in a, in a rich family, you know, I didn't have opportunities in life. So like to be sitting in this chair today here in the UFC and doing what I'm doing, like it feels feel grateful you know and uh, very thankful I thank my young self that you know put the work in and kind of like had a mindset and a, a work ethic to go to the gym every day and, and do what it needed to be done in order to 
become a, a, a great fighter and you know do the things I I done in sport. So uh, I have nothing to regret, you know. And it was tough. It was hard. Like, I am one of the first girls that ever like fought MMA. But like, look at us now. And look what we done, you know. And that's what life is about, you know, breaking records and you know challenging life and challenging ourselves you know i feel like i'm a very happy and grateful person for what i've done in the sport and moving on now you know i only expect great things because i still have the same work ethic and mentality and mindset that i got from the sport and this is going to carry on with me for the rest of my life um that's awesome um as far as your career goes, um, who would you say that was like the toughest opposition that you faced? Um, I, um, I like you know, I basically wanted to ask that to see like you know, like um, as far as like your progression of what you did in your career, um, like what type of fighters that you know brought the best out of you that you know elevated your career to say you know I'm that woman to become that lineal threat you know to the division. Um, so yeah, I had like a very bad um, beef with uh, Joanna, um, but she definitely brought the best out of me. You know, she, like the first time I ever lost was for Joanna. So like, like she made me go back to the gym and think and rethink things and realize what I was doing wrong, what I was doing right, she kind of like drove me into making like big, big decisions in my life around like moving, you know, and those big transitions I had in my life from moving from place to place to find like better training, better sparring partners and things like that. I was chasing greatness and I the, the reason why I wanted to be great is because I wanted to beat her. And uh, as a competitor, you know, I I look at the, the sport and, and the division on, on that way. You know, I wanted to be the best one in there and, and I fought for that. That's what made me thrive through like so many years. And um, the reason why I am that woman today is because I went through all those struggles to grow for something, you know. So I'm so thankful for it. Like, the girls that made me go back to the gym and train so hard and you know and go through so many struggles to to grow and Joanna was one of that and um, Jessica Andrade also I would say toughest girl I ever fought in my life you know the girl's a beast um, um, Jessica Aguilar you know like when I fought her she was um, like number one ranked to straw weight in the world outside of the UFC. Um, like so many girls that made me go through so many things in order to, to grow and become better. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's not the great thing about the UFC. Um, they do force, you know, the best, like, you know, to fight each other consistently. Um, that was uh, very interesting that, that you mentioned those, like, you know, um, females, because um, I thought those were actually about the best fights out of, like, the, like you know, the entire timeline. 
and that's what you know brought a lot of you know um attention to like you know to those uh, particular divisions but um as far as the uh, progression of fighters these days um what type of style do you think fighters should be focusing more on you know as they start getting you know into that high level you know as they enter into the ufc or bellator or any other big premier leagues um i would say so uh, it's very tri tricky right because mma is such a fighting sport talking about a sport that's less than 30 years old right um a lot of people in mma that fights today and fought for the last 30 years came from another sport, right? Say, I came from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Chris Cyborg came from Muay Thai, Ronda Rousey came from Judo, right? And um, like, we were able to make it to MMA and compete in the same level. Even though we were, we were transitioning from one sport, <clears throat> excuse me, to another. But I think the future is going to be different and you see like kids today, they go to the gym to train MMA. They go to an MMA academy to learn MMA, you know, and uh, we didn't have that back in the day. So um, I would say, yeah, there is a lot to learn in MMA because you have to know how to strike and take people down and defend takedowns and defend strikes. and. Um, you have to know how to progress if you go to the ground, if you get taken down, you have to know how to get up. So there is a lot. Also, there's the mental aspect of the game. So I would, uh, I, I like to tell people to try to, you know, put everything together in a circle and kind of um, see what they do better or not and kind of um, manage that, let's say, if now, like let's say you just started training MMA but you don't have a lot of like skills or talent in jiu-jitsu like jiu-jitsu is just like harder for you right so okay go focus in jiu-jitsu a little more for now until you get your jiu-jitsu to the level where you kickboxing so I feel like it's very manageable um yeah like in the future I, I don't see people transitioning from one sport to another that much anymore. Maybe we'll get to a point where people won't be able to transition because let's say if you competed Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu your entire life and by the time you're 25 years old, you decide to go and learn boxing and wrestling to go fight MMA, it might be too late because like the 25 year old kids that trained MMA their entire life, they will be way more well-rounded than you, right? So I feel like this is the future. And uh, when it comes to kids that are going to the gym in a very young, young age to learn MMA, I, I, I tell them to manage what they body do better or not, right? Say, I, I, I'm strong, I always had like the ability to like have isometric strength and hold people. So like wrestling and jujitsu is easier for me, striking is a little more tricky. So like I had to spend way more time training, striking to be able to put that on my game, right? So it's kind of like manageable. And um, I feel like that's, that's what a lot of kids and a lot of people that are starting MMA are doing right now. Yeah, that's actually very um, interesting because um, uh, the reason why that I asked that is because, you know, I 
came from at the school of um, wrestling. Um, I used to wrestle back in high school, and um, I, you know, um, actually um, ran into um, Dennis uh, Bermudez um, that used to be um, in the UFC, and he came to my school, and he gave out a, a speech during a practice, and he basically said, like, you know, it's best to learn wrestling first and then get into, like, you know, striking, you know, styles, so that way you could be more um, accommodated easier, you know, as you step on. Uh, but nine times out of ten, um, you don't know what you're going to face, you know, as you fight that person. So, you know, you know, if I'm just like a pure boxer and I get into, you know, just like that type of school first, but then I don't know anything about wrestling, then, I, then um, I, um, I would assume uh, um, nine times out of ten, that person that that has better grappling skills, you know, in my uh, uh, um in my um, particular division can definitely outgun me, you know, in a um, uh, potential matchup. Yeah, exactly. Like, you put it perfect when you said you don't know what you were going to face, right? Like, I came from a jiu-jitsu background, and um, when, like, the girls I was fighting realized that if I grabbed them, it was going to be a problem. They started, like, running for me. So now... What I do, I have this great jujitsu, but I can't do nothing with my jujitsu because, like, I need to step up and go, like, learn more wrestling and and more um, striking to be able to, you know, do good against those those girls. Because if not, my jujitsu is not gonna be nothing in a fight. So yeah, you know, like wrestling is great. Yeah, jujitsu is also great. Muay Thai is also great. Kickboxing is great. Boxing is great, but like depending on who you're facing and where you want to be in division you have to be well-rounded um yeah it's great to step into an mma academy knowing some wrestling yeah it is you have a base right you have a base of something but like any martial arts that works in mma it's a good base to start you know as long as you know that you have to go work and grind to learn MMA. It's different, you know, and one of the biggest challenges I had in my career was trying to transition from being a jiu-jitsu competitor to, you know, an MMA fighter. And also, um, back in the day, we used to train everything separate, and we were the ones in the octagon or in, in a sparring session trying to put everything together. So like that was very challenging as well because like I'm training a bunch of different martial arts and then I fight MMA so I'm the one having to put that together in a way that works for MMA when now it's different right like we go to the gym to learn MMA so the jiu-jitsu um, people learn in, in an MMA academy today it's a specific for MMA wrestling they learn today it's a specific for mma the boxing or like everything is specific and it's so different you might think oh no it's just jiu-jitsu it's just wrestling but like you're giving back in wrestling are you gonna give you back in an mma fight no right so like you can't be like training your body to give up positions you know and to give up your back the whole time and in jiu-jitsu you do like reverse and you, like you like you spend a lot of time in your back and things like that so um, when it comes to MMA, it's different. So, like, when you train a specific for MMA, it's way, way different. Yeah, I agree. Because I was, like, 
I was mainly taught, you know, from, you know, from at the school to wrestle first before you start striking. And um, I thought, you know, as far as, you know, from like what we've seen from like most premier level UFC fighters, a lot of them focus on the wrestling, but they need to be heavily schooled on the, you know, offensive striking end. Uh, because, you know, um, if I am facing that guy that's really good at Muay Thai and he has a good background in jiu-jitsu, that's good. But at the same token, can he fight off of his back foot? Can he fight off of, you know, about the ground? Can he force me to a position where he could, you know, reverse grapple me to which, you know, I can, you know, find a, you know, open opportunity to, you know, counter him? Or, you know, is he going to counter me with like a high kick or, you know, anything out of that particular because... Um, it seems like that you're walking into like a trap that could be a, you know, bad opportunity to go on. But um, from, you know, most UFC fights, it seems like a lot of people like to take it slow. But then if they see that one opportunity where they clip that person and then they have their opportunity to either knock them out or try to uh, try to um, submit them. Um, it's like a catch 22 principle of like what's going to happen, you know, after that particular, you know, situation. And yeah, exactly. It's tricky, right? Like you don't know what's gonna happen. But as long as you train for those situations, you know, and you like you've been in every position that you might be put in in a fight in the gym, you know, um, you you'll be okay. Like if you put yourself in situations in the gym that you facing a fight, like you'll be okay, you know, as long as um, you're aware of what's going on, uh, you will be okay, but like you can't just like, okay, I'm just gonna learn wrestling and go fight MMA, or okay, I'm just gonna learn boxing and go fight MMA, like that, that doesn't work, you, you have to train everything, and it's a lot, it's a lot of things, you know, like, I would say MMA is one of the toughest sport, if not the, hard, the hardest one, you know, because it's it's so much, you know, like in boxing, you have like a number of punches you control. Um, in kickboxing, you have a number of, of kicks and, and, and punches and elbows, and it's, a, it's more than boxing, but like, it's still way less than what you have to know walking to an MMA fight, right? Like, it's so much, and if you're not, if you don't train yourself to be well-rounded, you, you're not going to not gonna last long but yeah so basically you have to be multi-dimensional you like you just can't fight one way you have to understand what's gonna happen in any particular moment of the fight yeah um i would say like today you still can get away with like let's say like you really like elite level striker like way better than any anybody else seeing you with vision but then um, you know how to defend takedowns very very well and um, when people take you down you just like really good in getting out that's a problem in MMA today but in the future I don't think it's gonna be like you have to be able to be taking down and know how to like defend positions on the ground and know how to progress you know like you will have to know a lot more in the future and I feel like that's where we heading towards um, with people like going to MMA academies and learning MMA right like those transitionings they they are gonna become harder and harder 
and uh, we see that already you know like people that train MMA that the young young kids the new generation coming coming in they they different they just different they do MMA also yeah you have to work, be multi dimensional and um, understand every single aspect of the game yeah I agree because um, I would assume that's how you know a lot of fighters are trying to take you know clips and notes off of other fighters that are fighting certain types of like you know certain types of styles to try to be prepared for like you know harder matchups and um i think that's uh, very good because that means that the students you know of a like you know of um today will become a problem in the future so um i wanted to ask with another question with female mma um how would you see fighters like um clarissa shields coming into the sport of um mma do you think that she's a good um addition to the sport and do you think female mma is better than female boxing um i don't know her very well so i can't say much about her but like ooh, we're talking about the sport that you know keeps growing for so many years right i don't think boxing is more interesting than mma and maybe just something else, you know, like there's a lot. It's it's a it's a, a smart fight in octagon, you know, like MMA is very unique, right? Like it's not only punches, it's punches, kicks, kicks, knees, elbows, takedowns, like every single like move you make matters, right? So um yeah, it's you know, it's kinda hard for me to talk about this, but like MMA, in my opinion, is like one of the greatest sports in the world. So, like, you would say boxing is like, you know, like a step under right now? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, MMA grows more than boxing, you know, and I uh, would say I wouldn't put boxing a step under. I would say MMA is the evolution of boxing. How about this? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, you know, like, like to me you know i've grown up with so many boxing fights that i've watched you know like sugar ray leonard Hagler, hearns all those big faces you know in the sport of boxing and i see that has just you know watered down a bit because people are not calling for the best fights right now uh, but mm -hmm. for mma they've like skyrocketed it to a point where you know you know, uh, um, let's just say, you know, if like the UFC is not going to be that one particular organization to give out best fights, there will be other marketing agencies that will probably come around in the future to be like, hey, well, you know, if you don't like these fights, you know, like we'll give you these fights and, and then we'll do cross promotional platform fights where, you know, this champion can fight that champion. And then that'll be like a like, you know, like a like a, a, a mega fight tournament that people could pay to watch. And um, I like how the UFC is, you know, setting things up because, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, everybody that's ranked in the UFC, they're all fighting each other. There's no ducking and, and uh, dodging, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, like, you have to, you have, like, in order to fight for the belt, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no other way around it. You have to kind of like, not kind of like, you have to fight everybody, and you have to fight the top K1 
contenders, you know, and that was one of like the hardest things for me because like I was the number one contender in the Australian division for so long and when I started like losing some fights, I was like getting farther and far, farther from, from that top and I know there's no way I'm gonna fight for the title if, if I'm not fighting those girls and moving up in the rankings, right? So it's it was very challenging for me to see me like stepping down the rankings and you know like stepping away from from that belt which is like the main the main thing we fight for that right like not the belt it, itself but like the like everything the belt brings to you you know like becoming a champion you know inspiring people changing lives you know and um, learning about yourself and being better you know and one of the greatest things I learned from the sport was to become a better person trying to become a better athlete you know like by trying to become a better athlete I started like conditioning my my brain to trying to become a, a better everything better daughter better having better relationships doing everything better in life you know and that's the way I, I live my life now, you know, I just want to do things well and treat people well, you know, and um, keep doing the things that drives me to be better, you know. Yeah, that's uh, very um, interesting that you said that because um, I believe that you are a top, you know, pound for pound type of fighter. And um, I think everything that you've committed in the sport is definitely aging well. And, um, you know, it's only going to get better from here. And um, I think, you know, as much as the influence is uh, continuing to grow for for um, women's, you know, fighting sports in general, uh, that's a really good contribution to, you know, help that next, you know, generation that comes up. Uh, but yeah. in regards to the UFC, um, Due to the financial ramifications that fighters are going through, uh, do you think there should be some things that should be fixed within the UFC for how fighters are complaining about, you know, about the fighter pay and not, uh, like, you know, uh, being able to stay active as a consistent? In my opinion, you know, fighters fight, right? Like, man, like, what can I talk about a company that changed my life and my my parents life you know I came from nothing and you know I have a good life now and I'm able to see my parents smiling and you know traveling the world and I'm like I'm able to live in a city like Las Vegas and you know living the American dream you know and things like that um, I I understand the fighters that talks about like getting paid better because what we do it's very extreme right but I also understand the company and what goes like around the company like, in order for the UFC to operate the way it does it takes so much you know and me being here seeing how things work in the background and go like wow this is massive right like how much work and effort it takes for this company to make those great fights you know it's incredible you know and heads off to dana because he's a great leader um he kind of like respects everybody he's a great man you know like a lot of people say bad things about him but i respect him so much without him 
I wouldn't be where I am today. My family really be, wouldn't be where they, they are today, you know, and I'm just so grateful for everything MMA brought into my life. I can't say nothing about like getting paid more or less and things like that. Yeah, I've risked my life to do this, but then, you know, I, I'm in a good situation in life, so I can't say nothing about this. Yeah, um, I just figured that I asked that uh, because I wasn't so sure, but um, I mean, like to me, I think that the UFC is doing well. They just like um, need to just, uh, you know, keep doing their thing and just uh, um, um, keep expanding to um, make the um, organiz like the um, organization, you know, grow faster. Uh, but um, as far as the UFC as a whole, um, do you think the UFC should be you know, co-promoting with other, you know, promotional agencies to, you know, expand their branding more? Or how do you think that the UFC will grow, you know, years from now? Um, well, I think the UFC keeps growing, right? Like the way, I, I just, the way I just put it, you know, they put in great fights and um, it's just like a massive company that did great fights. I'm not sure how they're thinking about expanding. I'm not sure if they're thinking about doing cross promotions and things like that. Um, but I think the UFC will continue to put on great fights like they do. That's what they do best, you know. And um, but I'm not sure about what are their plans for the future. All right. Um, I just figured that I asked that, but. Uh, let me ask you with one final question. What influence do you want to bring to your audience um, when it's all said and done for, you know, everything that you are contributing to MMA? And what will be the last words that you want to give to your audience that um, follows you? Okay, so um, interesting enough, right? Like, I fought my entire life, but, like, I'm a very peaceful person. And, um, like, one of my missions in life is not my main mission is to leave place a better place than where I found. Um, I get up every day with a desire to win, to uh, bring results to my life and those around me. You know, and um, I want to be able to be a big impact in a fighter's career. I know how fighters struggle with a lot of things in life. Um, I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about like just the fact that being a fighter is so challenging and we're still trying to figure out how to, you know, um, like yeah, we have kind of like a blueprint of what it takes to train and, and step in, to step in an octagon, but like to live a fighter's lifestyle, it's very, very, very challenging. So like finding the best way for a fighter to be happy and compete it's very challenging, so I want to be able to help those um, fighters, uh, not only with the technique and the tactical part of the game, but also in their lives and what it takes to have balance in life. You know, like I'm talking about spirituality and health, you know, and mindset and relationships, things that things that are very, very important. And a lot of fighters kind of like forget about in the beginning of their career and then early. Oh, and then later on they start craving 
those things in life because this is life right so like how can we kind of like adjust um that so fighters understand that they like we all human being we need all of that in order to be happy um i wish i i wish fighters kind of like lived um more balanced life and i'm talking about uh a weight uh cut sport like our sport we cut weight right so it's very hard also to like manage life through those big weight cuts which is like people look at it and think it's hard but like they have no idea how hard it is it's very very hard so i want to cause an impact in those fighters career and even like fighters that are not in the ufc but might be one day or the ones that might never be in the ufc one day but they kind of want to make them aware of what they're doing to their bodies to their minds to make sure they you know live alone Well, I appreciate you for giving those final words. You are an amazing woman, and uh, I hope everything goes well for, you know, everything that you're doing, you know, for the rest of your um, career. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. All right. Thank you very much. And um, uh, um, best of luck to um, um, to, um, uh, to um, everything that you do. So. Thank you. All right. I will see you later. See you. Bye. All right, I appreciate you guys. Um, salute to Claudia Dadella. She is a beast, um, great woman, and uh, great, you know, um, like you know, fighting mind. But uh, yeah, salute to the mighty LDBC. Salute to the MMA fight community. For anybody that um, watches this, um, like you know, this um, video, and I appreciate you guys for coming through. So um, be sure to like, share, comment, do what you got to do. And thank you, Claudia, for coming through. All right. Salute to the mighty, mighty L-D-B-C. And peace. And I'm out. And also, sh also shout out to um, David for uh, setting up this um, interview. David Aziz. Uh, thank you very much. And um, hope everything goes well with uh, Claudia's you know, career. So um appreciate you Claudia for coming on. And uh yeah, I'm out guys. See you later. Peace.